and welcome to episode 156 of the LDR podcast. If you guys have been listening along these last couple of weeks, you'd know that this last weekend was Tyler's bachelor party or his birthday. We've used both terms interchangeably. A lot of both going on there. It was a good weekend and I was really proud of the guys because they all kind of persevered through something relatively tough, right? Like Tyler, bachelor boy, par boy, birthday boy. He uh, actually got sick, like real sick after day one. So that, that was kind of a bummer. But the guy was like powering through with some downing beers and whiskey and staying up till two in the morning, every single morning. So that was good. That was good on Tyler. Trading was violent over after day two. <laughs> Bro was struggling. But I mean, he still kept it up too. He took a short little power nap midday, but he was good to go. Uh, and then Alex had to make this excruciatingly long trek from the Airbnb to his house. Yeah. About a two minute walk. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun, but I you know, that was from my perspective. I'm gonna throw it back to you guys. Like how how is it from your perspective? Trade and start with you. Uh, that was good. I mean, it's just good to celebrate Tyler's uh you know one last go as a as a bachelor. So uh congratulations, Tyler. It's coming up. Thank you. Uh, it's always fun to do that. And um, you know, unfortunately, much like at my bachelor party, it's not the groom that, that gets hung over it's the it's one of the other guys that takes one for the team it just happened to be me this time so um it, it is what it is at least tyler was able to function throughout um a lot better than me because it's it's his bachelor party not mine <laughs> it was just amazing to see trade and fall asleep on a friday night just at 2 a.m found a sleeping bag spun around and was out within a second of hitting the ground that was incredible alex how was how was your weekend how was it through your eyes I also had a fantastic time. Yeah, Tyler, uh, congratulations on the upcoming nuptials vocab word. Uh, yep. Yeah, Tyler and I also got a cuddle a little bit. And by cuddle, I mean, we slept in the same bed, but literally did not touch one single time, probably. Lies. Who knows? <laughs> uh, dude, I don't know. I don't know what happens when we're both asleep. You know, things, you never things know. happen. But Tyler did say I didn't snore the whole time, which if you're like pretty drunk, I'm going to take that as a W. Um, had a great time. The bank account took took a little bit of a hit, but worth it. Oh, yeah. I agree. The bank account definitely took a hit, but it was definitely worth it. And last but not least, Bachelor Man over here. How was it? It was great. Um, you guys really put together a great weekend for me. Really appreciate that. Um, all the all the guys came out. That uh, was great for me. I thought I was I was pretty proud of myself with my uh alcohol consumption. Like I was definitely like a really good buzz slash just a little bit drunk the entire time. Like I didn't go too far over my limit. I didn't, I wasn't like sober. Um, so I, was, I guess like that comes with age when you turn 30, I guess you just figure out where you're, uh, where, where you keep consistent. Because it's, it's, especially the first day we were drinking consistently from like 8 a.m. until 1.30 or whatever. So um, it was good. I had a great time. Obviously I was feeling sick, but I wasn't going to let that bring me down. I was going to power through it no matter what. Lost my voice. I couldn't talk like day two. So I had to just like, you know, Whispered everybody, but hey, it was still worth it. It was it was a great time. I had a blast. So thanks, boys, for putting together a great weekend. You're welcome, Tyler. I'm really happy you had a great time. He did break 90. He shot an 89 at golf. Yep. On Friday. And uh, he was yeah, he was whispering all weekend. But today he's not. He sounds great. So Tyler, I'm throwing it back to you. You got baseball. Tell, tell us all about it. Yes, we do. It's uh, All-Star Week. Um, hopefully you guys have been paying attention to all the fun things going on in the MLB draft. Real quick, just got a shout out. A couple of my uh, guys from LMU, three of them got drafted today. So huge congratulations to Jared Thomas, Merrick Baldo, and Diego Barrera, all getting drafted. Uh, looking forward to seeing your careers and con- a huge congratulations. That, that 
that's a huge deal. So hopefully those guys will be in the show one day, but uh, they'll be off to Florida or Arizona over the next couple of days here. So best of luck to them in their careers. Uh, super cool. Um, so that was going on the draft. Uh, we got the home run derby yesterday. Uh, Vlad Jr. won the, won the derby. He was one of the heavy favorites going in. Uh, pulled it off. Uh, it was a great derby. I mean, so many cool moments other than him winning. Adley Rutschman was hitting bombs from both sides of the plate. That was super cool to see his dad throwing to him. Um, and then you had uh, Julio Rodriguez, the hometown favorite, put up 41 home runs in round one. It was it was pretty awesome. So just real quick around the horn. Hope you guys got to catch some of it. What was your standout favorite moment from the home run derby? Alex, what do you got? Yeah, uh, I texted the group chat. It was definitely Adley hitting from the left side for the first bit, get, taking his break, and then hitting, I think, seven homers in his first seven swings right-handed. That's incredible. There's a reason why he was the number one overall pick. Um, I really wish he had gone on because that was super cool. And yeah, him like his dad throwing to him is also just, that's just the best. Yeah, it was awesome to see. I think, you know, his dad also too, got to give him credit. I thought he was one of the best throwers I mean, he was dotting it right in his wheelhouse every single time. He he did an awesome job. Um, James, what about you? What was your favorite derby moment? Uh, my favorite was almost breaking my personal best of Los Ranos. I did not watch the, the, the home run derby. I was golfing at the time. Um, Fair enough. But I see the highlight of the little kid just getting nailed with the baseball. So, <laughs> Dude, I, I guess that would be it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did see that. And I was like, no one really said anything. It was just, it, I think it was Pete Alonso that hit it. And the I thought it was Vladdy. They might, I don't know. Whoever it was, it, he, it was hit off the bat. It was like a line drive, 110 off the bat, and the dude just got smoked in the face. I was like, I just died. I was pretty sure, but no one said anything. And I'm like, okay, I guess we're just going to keep going. Obviously, he's fine. Maybe. Who knows? But yeah, that was wild. Uh, Trading, I don't know if you caught any of it, but your your, your favorite derby moment. Um, I did. The only part I caught was um, Vladdy's um, like... Uh, like interview at the end. And I thought that was pretty cool just to see him, you know, be, it, it sounds like, um, it was his daughter that kind of pushed him into doing it, which is really cool. Like he, he wasn't really interested in in doing it. And then it seems like, you know, you, you have a, a very influential figure in your life that pushes you to do something and he won it and he actually dominated it just like his dad did back in, um, back in the day, which is cool. So, um, I mean, I would say that's the coolest part. Yeah. I mean, they were, uh, Vlad, Senior and Vlad Jr., the only father-son duo to ever win the Derby. So that was that's a that's that's that's, that's pretty awesome. So uh, we got the All Star game going on right now as we're recording. Currently, the American League is leading the National League one nothing in the top of the third. Um, it's been some great defense going on already. Already been a great All Star game, but we got a lot of it left. So uh, we'll see how that uh, game plays out. So we won't really have to say much about that. But let's move on to obviously the All Star break. Kind of wrap, kind of caps off the first half of the MLB season. So we're going to kind of reflect on the first half of 2023 season, we're give out some awards. We got six awards. Some are good awards, some are bad awards, but we're going to go through each and every one of them and see what the boys chose for each one. We're going to start off with number one, the best hitter. Who was the best hitter for the first half of 2023? James. Ronald Lacuna Jr., man. I mean, this guy is absolutely breaking. And the fact, I mean, it doesn't really go as a hitter stat, really, because it's more of a base running thing, but 41 stolen bases so far? Ooh, that boy got wheels and he has a five war halfway through the season. That's crazy. For sure. I think, you know, I, I was considering maybe putting MVP in this, but I kind of wanted to separate pitcher and hitter for a reason. I think if you're MVP, I think uh, Acuna Jr. is a front runner for that reason alone. You said the, uh, the stolen bases and his production as a whole is incredible. 
Obviously, as, as a hitter, he's one of the more well, well-rounded hitters in, in all of baseball. I think it's a great pick. Trade, who do you got? Um, I'm mine's pretty lame, just like James is Ronald Cooney here. I mean, can't I can't deny that. I think another stat that's interesting that you could that really I've only really seen in baseball reference and I didn't really appreciate it until like just now. Is he's also first in runs created, which kind of is a big deal. It's at, he's at 91. Um, considering you need runs to win games, I would say that that's a very important stat. And if you're first in that, you're doing pretty well. A war of five, I you, you can't beat that. Can't you really can't. Uh, Alex, what do you got? Yeah, so I chose to ignore Shohei, obviously, um, because he gets the Shohei Otani award for being Shohei Otani. Uh, I also chose Acuna, but I'm just because they already talked about him. Uh, I'm just going to throw out Luisa Rise, obviously, you know, flirting with 400. I think he's at like 388 right now. Um, I don't still don't think he's going to get there, but just the fact that we're at the all-star break and still talking about him potentially hitting 400 is just an incredible feat. He's not the best hitter, but that's just, uh, you know, a really cool, cool thing going on. For sure. I, I, I think he's uh, definitely worthy of an honor mention and what he's doing is, 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 is incredible. He already got a hit in the all-star game. Of course he did. Right. Um, I actually picked Shohei Otani here just because I thought a lot of the guys pick Acuna Jr., which I think is a great pick. You know, I was just trying to look at the the most well-rounded hitter, and I think Oshohei's up there. I mean, he, he's not he doesn't have the highest average up there, but he's still hitting over 300, and he leads MLB with 32 home runs. He's on pace to break Aaron Judge's AL home run record, by the way. Um, and then the 71 RBIs, I believe, is third in, in all of baseball. So this dude is raking right now. Got to give it up to, to uh, Shohei there for best hitter. Let's move on to best pitcher. Traden, who do you got? Um, obviously this is coming before he got injured, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give my nod to, uh, Shane McClanahan of the Rays. Um, I think he's kind of one of the, he's, he's putting on quite a show, uh, uh, this season. It could be considered one in the league right now, uh, at least before he got hurt. Um, you know, at the, at the time, 11, one record, 253 ERA, um, a one, 101 stri- uh, strikeouts. That's pretty damn impressive. So, uh, he's my pick first so far. Absolutely. Can't go wrong with that pick. Alex, who do you got? Yeah, uh, I kind of hate my answer. I don't really like this guy very much, but I have to give him props. And that's the AL all or AL all-star starter. That's a mouthful. Uh, Garrett Cole, uh, especially looking at the rest of that Yankee rotation, other than Domingo Herman's perfect game, they've been average at best. And he's been a monster going out there. He's 19 starts. He's got nine wins. He's got 120 strikeouts or whatever. And, um, you know, he's, ha- he's having another great season and without him, the Yankees would be in a lot of trouble. So, um, you know, he kind of seems to be at least the most important pitcher, um, you know, on a competitive team this year so far. I like that pick, uh, James, what do you got? Best pitcher. Alex's favorite pitcher of all time. <clears throat> Mr. Spencer Strider. 166 K's my boy. And he, yes, I get, he doesn't get up that many innings, but he's eclipsed hundred. He's at 104 at the break, which is great. And his whip has gone down tremendously since we started talking about best pitcher, like what I figured out the three or four weeks ago. His whip is not down to 1.09. That that's really great on him. And he has so many more strikeouts than anybody else. Yeah, that's another great pick. I think this one was probably one of the tougher ones to pick. And I had it, you know, I think we, we're actually all going to have different answers. And I think that's fitting for just how competitive uh, this award can be. I think the Cy Young Award is going to be incredibly close for both leagues at the end of it. I went with my boy, Clayton Kershaw. Got to give him some credit. I mean, 
10 and four with a 255 ERA. That ERA is third best in all of baseball. 105 strikeouts, a 105 whip. I mean, he's he's looking incredible. He's really, I mean, without the season he's had, the Dodgers would probably not be where they are at, at, at the moment. He might have been the NL um, starter t- uh, today if he didn't, if his uh, shoulder wasn't uh, bugging him. So, uh, which would have been back to back all star starts for, for for him. So, um, I'm going to give it up to Kershaw. I think he's having a phenomenal season. But like I said, there's probably like six or seven guys that you could argue could uh, make the case for best pitcher of the of the first half. Move on to best team. We might have the same answer for this one, but let's just see where this goes. Alex, what you got for best team? Yeah, I've talked about this the last couple of weeks. It's the Atlanta Braves. Um, they have consistently been the best team in baseball. Look, the Rays got off to a really hot start and have kind of been just eh. While the Braves, like over their last 25 games, have gone like 21 and four or something. Um, they're incredible. They seem like the the class of the class of the National League. So uh, yeah, I've got the Braves. For sure. Trey, James, what do you got? Also, the Braves, um, I mean, there's not really much else to say except, like, record-wise, they're great, but they also pass the eye test. Like, if you just watch the game and don't know the scores, you assume they're winning because of how good they are. And then just watching the game, being in the moment, you're like, oh, yeah, they just scored, like, seven runs. And they're just so much better, and they pass the eye test. And that's that's everything to me. For sure. Trade, what do you got? Yeah, I I think I think the Braves are there. I just want to I do want to give a nod to the Rays simply because uh, if you look at within their division, they're in a harder division. Everyone's over five hundred, pretty well over five hundred, and you know the Mets and the Nationals are are under, and one of them's well under. Not that that you know tells the whole story. I think James is right. There's an eye test situation that I think the Braves meet, but the Rays are in a pretty very hard division um, with the Red Sox um, at, at the tail end at, uh, you know, 527 or uh, 48 and 43. So you got to give a nod to the Rays that are just having harder competition. You could argue. Yeah, I think that's a great argument. I think that the Rays are definitely kind of the most people's, you know, other choice for this uh, award. And I think that's a great point with the division that they're in. I think also the fact that no one really expected the Rays to be as good as they've been so far. Um, I think everyone expected them to be, to be contenders, but not, you know, for the, for the long, for two months of the year, they were, they were killing it. They were the best team in baseball, but yeah, it's for me, it's the Atlanta Braves. I just think, you know, they've got just the most complete team and they're playing like it. Um, they got, you know, their first in the ERA, their top three in like every single team batting stat you can think of. They are, they are raking. They had like what, seven, eight guys that also came this year. Uh, it's pretty much half the roster. It's, it's crazy. Um, so Atlanta Braves right now, they're they're the class of all of baseball. They're going to be hard to beat, but as we've seen when it comes to postseason time, we'll see what happens. But uh, definitely best team for me, um, Atlanta Braves. But honorable mention, uh, Tampa Bay. I think they put together an incredible first half. All right, move on to biggest surprise. What is surprise? You can be a team player, situation, doesn't matter. Just what has surprised you the most so far of this MLB season? Um, Trade, what do you got? Um... I'm going to say the entire NL West, how topsy-turvy it is. Um, we all came on here. I know we all didn't come on here, but we all expected the Padres to kind of be competing for the, the division quite handedly, uh, not be eight and a half games out. Um, and then you see that the Diamondbacks are there right with the Dodgers who have made a little bit of a comeback. And the Giants are only two and a half games behind that actually are a legit team. Uh, it, it, and it's just amazing to see the Padres have kind of fallen from this pedestal that some of us put him at, put them at, 
And the Giants are actually in a situation where they could still win the division. Um, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, but the Diamondbacks, the fucking Diamondbacks are first in the division. Like it's it's just all fucked up. I mean, I guess the one thing we were right on is the Rockies were shit. So that didn't change. There you go. Um, yeah, I agree. I think the NL West has turned into a four team race, you know, potentially if the Padres can uh, uh, get things cooking in the second half. Uh, it, it's a wild one, man. And uh, you got to love it. I don't think anyone expected there to be that many teams competitive, especially with the way the Diamondbacks and the Giants have been playing. Uh, certainly a huge surprise out there in the NL West. Uh, Alex, what's your biggest surprise? I'm going to go in a very similar, uh, similar area, I guess, in the AL West. And the fact that, you know, I think at the beginning of the season, we thought, okay, it's the Houston Astros. And then these three other teams who will potentially be fighting for a, a wild card spot. And then the AAA team, um, and how how well the Rangers have played, how poorly the Astros have played, how poorly the Mariners have played after finally beating their playoff drought last year. Um, the Angels are doing, unfortunately, what the Angels do. Um, but just the you know the parity in the AOS that we haven't seen in a decade at this point, um, which I'm enjoying, and I'm hoping for Angels fans and Mariners fans that they can they can get going a little bit. It seems to be kind of tightening. So, um, just the AL West and the the parity. You're right. I think it definitely has been a while since that division's been very competitive. So, the West is wild, wild, wild West so far in in uh, 2023. But James, what's your biggest surprise so far? The Baltimore Orioles are it for me. Um, I think we talked about it this weekend, but none of us really thought the Baltimore Orioles were even in the top three of their division, and here they are in the second. But they're also a top three team in the league. And this is a team that was didn't make a playoff spot last year. They were just short of it, right? And now they're the top three in the league. And it's kind of like a coming out party for Adley Rutschman, who's having a great year again. For my boy, Gunnar Henderson, thank you, Fantasy Gods, for giving him two home runs that one game. I love it. It's fun to watch, and they're producing way more than they should be. For sure. I think that's a great pick. I think, like I said, most of us kind of had him as a fringe wildcard team, but the fact that they're playing as a top, they've been a top, five team in baseball all season. Um, so they're, they're, they're playing and, and they're team to come together and there's a great culture and a great vibe around that, that team right now. So definitely a, a good surprise for me. It's gotta be the Miami Marlins. Like what the hell is going on in, in Miami this, uh, in, in early 2023, it's, there's, you know, the Panthers made it to the cup at the, as the eighth seed, the, the, the heat made it to the cup of the eighth seed and the Marlins for whatever reason are a playoff team. It's 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 been crazy. Um, I still don't really understand why this team is, is as good as they are. Um, it really doesn't make any sense to me, but they're here and they're competing. And with the way that a lot of teams in the National League have faltered this year, they've got a legitimate chance at the postseason, which would be a huge surprise. Um, so for me, it's the Miami Marlins. Um, let's move on to biggest disappointment. This is the word you probably don't want to get, but I think there's quite a few of them. So I'm curious to see who everyone picked. Uh, James, who do you guys your biggest disappointment? Mike Trout, that's my biggest disappointment. Boy got hurt again. And before that, he wasn't doing good. This was one of his like worst years in a long time. And his strikeout race was incredible. And he's hitting the ball hard, but it wasn't going anywhere. It just wasn't looking like normal Mike Trout. And this was supposed to be the year that he kind of showed out and was like, Shohei, we could win this if we play together and the Angels can win. So let's both do well. Shohei's holding up his end of the bargain remarkably well. Mike Trout's not. And like even after the World Baseball Classic, he texted Phil Nevin and was like, "I want this again. I want to know what this feels like. We got we got to be better." And he's not holding up his part. And I love Mike Trout. Don't get me wrong. I'm 
one of the biggest Mike Trout fans and biggest Mike Trout apologists there is. But you got to admit, this was not a good year for him. It does not. You're right. I mean, production-wise, you know, to start the year was was it was weird seeing how bad Mike Trout was. It's not something that we're used to. He started to come on a little bit, but then gets hurt again. Kind of seems like he's kind of hit the injury bug a lot the last couple of seasons. So hopefully he can come back soon. I mean, obviously, as the handmade things, he's going to be out for Bob. Hopefully, we'll come back at some point this season. Hopefully, the Angels are in a playoff position when he comes back, but we'll see what happens. Um, Trayton, how about you? What's your biggest disappointment? Um... Well, you could either you could either say the Mets or the Cardinals. I'm gonna say the Cardinals. The Mets are or awful too. Um, we I think you just made a joke last week that um, that's the only fan base that can laugh at their home team. So I understand why, but I think the Cardinals are right there. Um, the Cardinals, are, you know, it, w- w- what's amazing is that they you know they they get Wilson Contreras in the in the off season. Uh, they won the division last year. They kind of were a team that we thought were gonna you know make strides, make considerable strides, and they are in dead last in their division. Uh, their pitching staff has been awful. Like it, Their starters are a 4.96 ERA, tied for the most in the MLB. Car, uh, and and, and their, uh, their opponents have, have, have allowed... They have allowed opponents to hit 295 against them uh, as a batting average. It's just awful. Uh, bullpen's blown 16 saves. That's tied for the most in the MLB. They're just... And they just aren't finding any offense. They're just unbelievably bad. And it's, and it's sad because... You know, the, when you make such a big splash in the offseason, trying to make a move, uh, trying to move up, trying to trying to improve on your on your uh, season prior, and then you do that, that it's just it, it just doesn't look good. And I th- and I think that the, the Mets can have a similar type of situation, uh, but I wanted to pick the Cardinals because I don't know where Alex is going, but maybe he's going to go with the Mets. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are a great pick. We talked about them a few weeks ago, just how just how poor their season has gone. And to be honest with you, I, I kind of keep forgetting the Cardinals are still around. Like, that's just how bad they've been. They've been so irrelevant all season, which is crazy because they came in as a was one of the favorites to win the NL Central. And it's just, it's just been awful for them all season. Alex, what about you? Yeah, so I thought about the Padres. But as we all know, James and I make a yearly bet on if the Dodgers will finish above the Padres. And every year I take money from James. So we knew they were going to be below the Dodgers. <laughs> I also thought about the Cardinals. Uh, because you're right. They're supposed to be this like historic franchise and yada, yada, yada. But as James mentioned very astutely a couple weeks ago, they lost the heart and soul of that team, Yari Molina and Pujols. Those are like faces of that franchise. They're now gone. So uh, I'm out on them. It's the New York Mets. When you have the two highest paid players on your team and a historic payroll and an owner that's a bajillionaire, like it's a number that doesn't even make sense. And you're six games under 500 and 18 in a half back. The Cardinals are only 11 and a half back. I mean, again, we just talked about it. The Braves are incredible. The Mets, you just do it every year. You're a joke. Just, oh my God. You're such a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, ditto what you said, Alex. It's the it's the Mets. I don't know if a team with the highest payroll in baseball has ever not made the postseason. At least in recent management, I can't think of a time that's happened. It might have happened before, but like, it's crazy, man. All the hype that went into the Mets this year and the fact that it's just, it's one of those things that, I don't know, you felt like this year they're they're, they're going to do something, but then you're like, but it's the Mets, but I'm going to reserve my judgment. And then they did it. And you're like, God damn it. Like, what's going on there? So the, the Mets are doing their thing. They kind of went on a little bit of a hot streak the last kind of week or so, but they're still, like I said, way out of a playoff spot. 
with what I said with what the Marlins are doing, the Phillies are playing a lot better. Obviously, Atlanta is is killing it, and the and a wild card is a lot more competitive than we thought. It's not going to be easy for the Mets to make it. So we will see what happens there. But I agree, Mets biggest disappointment so far. All right, moving on to my last one, real quick. Best moment. This was a tough one, and it's pretty broad. But I just want to see what the guys thought. Kind of just the best moment that's that has, that has stuck out to you so far, early in 2023. Alex, what do you got? Yeah, this one might be a little bit of a deep cut, but I'm going with Drew Maggie. If you guys don't remember who this is, he is a, a lifelong triple or like minor league guy. He played 1,154 games in the minors, 13 years. Finally got the call up this year with the Pirates. Um, he didn't last very long, but it's a cool story. It kind of reminds me of the Andre Ingram story with the Lakers from a couple years back. So I think it's great when those guys, you know, finally make the big leagues and also the minimum pay to get to the big leagues for like a day is like 650 K. So like either way, he's getting like a fat pick. So good for you, Drew Maggie. I'm proud of you, bud. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome to make that much. Just playing one day in the big leagues. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that was a great moment. That was one that we definitely talked about a couple months ago. So that, so that was a good throwback, Alex. Uh, James, what about you? Liam Hendricks making his return after beating cancer. That was my thing, it, especially because it was against the Angels. So I watched that game. Like I watched most Angels games. And so the fact that that happened when I was actually watching the game all the way through and the way the crowd reacted, the way the players reacted, everything was so memorable. And it kind of gives you chills, you know? It's like it's something I'm always going to remember from this point forward because it was so incredible to see. For sure. Everyone loves a good comeback story, and that was definitely uh, probably the best one that we've seen so far this year. Trade-in, who do you got? Uh, mine's kind of boring, uh, but it's um, the 24th uh, the, the 24th perfect game in, in league history, and that was from Domingo Herman. Uh, 27 up, 27 down. Uh, that's I mean, this is 11 years after the last one, uh, you know, occurred. And it, it's just incredible to see that type of, you know, moment happen from a guy that I don't even, that I did not even know who he was. Yeah, it was against the o- Oakland A's, but nonetheless, it's a perfect game. Who gives a shit? Um, absolutely. I think that, that moments like that are, you know, they only come once every 12 years or 11 years, clearly. Yeah, I think a perfect game is super rare. It's one of those things that if I was on the West Coast at the time, I definitely would have watched that live. But because I was on the East Coast at the time, I was sleeping. And I understand, I kind of get a little bit of an idea of why no one on the East Coast watches West Coast baseball. It's because the game started at fucking 10 p.m. And like, if you're going to see a perfect game that's going to 1 a.m. in the morning, you have to be up at 6 a.m. next morning. You're not going to stay up and watch that. So... Yeah, that was a bummer for me. So I didn't get to watch that live, but waking up to the news of it was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, that, that was definitely an, an awesome moment. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with just, it's kind of, a, I guess, multiple moments. It's kind of cheating, but just Ellie De La Cruz for me. Uh, just what what the impact that he's had early on in the game of baseball has been incredible. I mean, he's already hit for the cycle. He had, uh, he stole uh, three bases in, in, in two pitches uh, the the other day. It, that That is something that you do not see very often, a player that can come up and make an immediate impact. Uh, it's it, It's been pretty special to watch, and, and he is and he is um, helping that Reds team pull off some... In, it's pulling off an incredible season. Um, so for me, it's LED La Cruz, just in general. The whole moment of him and, and, and his debut and what he's doing. Um, but that's going to wrap it up for me, uh, for MLB this week. Um, like I said, we're going to start the second half of the season this weekend. 
Uh, we're getting down to the dog days of summer, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep these rolling. But hope you guys enjoyed the, the All-Star game and all everything that's going on. But James, that's what I got for baseball. Thank you, Tyler. That was great. Um, I'm actually pretty excited for the second half of baseball. Hopefully, the Angels play better than they end the first half. Those who listen who are in SoCal, me and Trayden and a couple of friends are going to be at the game against the Astros on Saturday. So come through. And it's actually Tyler's birthday this weekend, too. So happy early birthday to Tyler, his actual birthday. Thank you. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we might, you might hear an ad. You might not. I'm not really sure. It's all up to Tyler. Uh, but when we return, Alex is talking basketball and a game. Welcome back, everybody. Alex, basketball guy, talking to me. You know, big news like Wemby. And then also a game. It'll be fun. Yes. Thank you, James. Um, yeah, so we'll start with Wemby because that's a little more fun than the second topic. I don't remember what order I put them into, you guys, but it doesn't really matter. So, Victor Wembanyama, it's the first time we've seen him in a game in a Spurs uniform. We've now seen it, well, twice. First game did not go so well. Two for 13 from the field, like nine points or something like that. Second, and then it was all getting, of course, blown out of proportion. Oh, oh, he's a bust. I'm like, it's been one summer league game. Everyone needs the cooler tits. Second summer league game, 27 points, 12 rebounds, three blocks. Much better. He plays great. And then the Spurs decide, oh, no, we're not going to play him anymore in the summer league. So, Traden, we'll start with you. Just thoughts on just Wembenyama, who's coming over from, you know, from France, even mentioned after his first game that he was like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing out there. What are your thoughts on the Spurs just immediately shutting him down? From what I understand, no like injury issues, just we're just not going to play him for the rest of the summer league. Um, I, I don't know. I According to the Spurs, they they kind of saw what they needed to see and and that, and that was enough to to sit him down. I don't know if it's that big of a deal. I mean, I mean, he he's probably this is his first dose of load management and that's kind of what you do in the stupid NBA. So welcome to it right off the bat, right off the hop. Uh, these games matter. So why put him in a position to maybe get hurt? Uh, you know, uh, I look at you, Chet Holmgren last year in the first game where you got fucking hurt and you couldn't play your first fucking season. Um, so same similar situation. I mean, if, if the Spurs have confidence that they, that they've seen what they needed to see, um, you know, and I'm sure that's going all, all and up and down the, the, uh, chain of command, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if it's, if, if I care that much and when I say I don't care, I mean, I, I don't know that it's a, it, for me, it's as big of a story that he's being sat down as much as, um, you know, I, I, it seems like they have confidence in the player that they chose. Um, uh, and, um, they, they, they have confidence in what they saw. Yeah. I know that he, you know, he had his commentary on, he doesn't, you know, he, he may be kind of juggling with, uh, you know, settling in, but, um, you know, frankly, you know, I, I would not want to see him injured for any part of, of this, of this first season. I think that that's the most important thing. And if they have enough for, for, for uh, to make a, a judgment call, then I think they have enough to make a judgment call. Okay. Yeah. I like that. You would just, again, I just would think they'd want to get a little bit more reps for him or he would want more reps. I mean, maybe he doesn't even have the opportunity to make that decision, but Ty, what do you think about Webinyama is just, you know, two summer league games um, and then the Spurs shutting him down. Yeah. Again, it's a different uh, game, different kind of way that people like to load, you know, their players, load management. It's a, it's, it's a huge deal uh, in the NBA compared to other sports. Uh, to me, it just seems 
a little unnecessary to shut him down. I think, as a, especially as a rookie coming to the league, I think you want as many reps as possible. Um, to so completely shut him down seems silly. Like maybe just limit minutes a little bit, but you know, maybe have him go play the first half and then just don't have him play in the second. I don't. I don't know. I I, I just think it's a little extreme, especially if he's not hurt. Um, doesn't really seem to make sense to me. But I guess they're they're you know wrapping him in bubble wrap and just make make sure he's ready for tip off whenever that is. So. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of like it seems it seems a little much for me, but I guess the Spurs can do whatever the hell they want because he's their player. So, yeah, I get that. I mean, James, we talked about this weekend how Keegan Murray was playing for the Kings, and this is his second year. He was a starter on a playoff team, dropped 41 in the summer league. So, like, obviously, very different situations. Keegan Murray was a very good rookie for the Kings all season. Wemby's played all of two games in a summer league thing. So, like, what are your thoughts? Also, you know, is another big basketball fan on him getting shut down and just his performance, I guess, in those first two games. I'm actually, I'm all for it. I'm all for him being shut down. Um, you mentioned the reps. And I think the reason why Keegan Murray was playing summer league was to get reps to try out new things and whatnot. The Spurs aren't going to be competitive this upcoming season. All the reps when we can get, he'll be given during the season. Because it doesn't matter. Like if Keegan Murray messes up during the season on a competitive team, that, that's not good. Wemby can mess up during the season on a bad Spurs team and be all right. It's him trying to figure it out. It's totally cool. And why, again, I tried to mention, why would you play him now on a chance to get hurt? Especially because a lot of these summer league guys aren't as great of a basketball player as NBA guys are. And so your risk of injury is going to be a tad bit higher, especially when you have non-great basketball players playing for their lives and trying to get a contract. It's just like you as a college athlete, should not be going to 24 and playing some pickup because those guys don't know how to play. It's the same difference. Like, don't go do something where you, the quality of care or the quality of competition isn't the exact same that you need it to be because the chances of you getting hurt are relatively high. And now you put him into a game situation and you wait until he is playing in the NBA where things are more controlled. Or you're playing against basketball players who don't want to get hurt themselves, who have secure contracts. And then you get all the reps you need. And I'm totally cool with that. But yeah, sure, send him out of summer league. It don't matter. Like, he put it. He played two games. He got the feel of what the NBA game is like. He figured it out after one game. How incredible is that? You have a poor game, and then for you to bounce right back and have an amazing game, that speaks volumes of who you are as a person, as an athlete. I like the fact that he's being shut down now, and I'm totally for it. Okay, yeah. The, I mean, I think you guys all make a lot of good points. Um, I would, you know, James, I'm not really sure if you got the feel of a real NBA game. That's not Giannis Antetokounmpo running down the lane at you, but... I get what you're saying. The speed is obviously much closer than, you know, probably whatever he was playing with, uh, you know, in France and another like travel league. So I get that. Um, I guess I just want to see him play more because I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't stay up till the butt crack of dawn to watch Wemby play in France. Okay. I'm just going to be honest with you, but um, okay. And then the second kind of like basketball topic, the NBA announced their in season tournament. They've been talking about this for like a couple of years. I am personally very conflicted. I am not going to explain it all to you because it's weirdly complicated. But generally what happens, there's the in-season tournament. It starts Friday, November 3rd, and it goes through until Saturday, December 9th. There are group stages, knockout rounds. Um, and then, you know, each team, each all the teams get drawn into random groups based on their records from the previous season. Um then after the knockout rounds, eventually there's a somebody is crowned champion. 
it's really confusing. The NBA had Richard Jefferson like announce it, and I watched the video, and I was still like, huh? To be fair, I'm also an idiot. But as so, like, Traden, I'm going to start with you again. As the one on here that's like the least basketball fan, didn't grow up watching basketball as much. Does this intrigue you at all, or do you just not give a shit? I couldn't. I I I think this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, that's what, I, look I, what I, what I I don't get. I all these leagues are trying to do more than they need to. The 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 NBA season is the NBA in general is growing very fast. It's it is it is getting great ratings. Um, the basketball was one of the best seasons we ever saw last year. Um, it, there's really nothing else you need to do. You've already added the most bullshit cockamimi uh, plant tournament that you that already is bullshit because it already kind of um, uh, gives less importance to the uh, to the to the regular season. And I know that many people, some, there's a swath of people that are going to come on here and say, "Oh, the more play, there's more revenue for the league, and 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 more playoff teams is more opportunity for other teams, and blah blah blah." It's just but. Okay, it becomes a point where the regular season doesn't matter. And in this in-season tournament, I just think it's just, I I don't know if it means anything for the for the uh NBA finals. At the end of the day, do you, does anybody here care if the Lakers win the in-season tournament? Does anybody care? In fact, I I guarantee all three of you will be pissed if uh, we'll say LeBron gets injured during the in-season tournament and can't perform the rest of the season and loses the finals or even loses a chance to get to the finals because you lost your best player to a bullshit in-season tournament. It, it's fucking stupid. It, 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 it makes no sense. And if anything, it's it's going to give uh, team... I, the only thing I can... The only great thing I can say is that it gives something... Some, uh, you know, some fans of the... Uh, the Hornets or the the fucking Spurs, something to cheer about when their team is in the dumpster uh, dumpster of the of the uh, of the standings, and they actually have some kind of championship to uh, to um, you know hang their hat on. It, it's fucking stupid. It's really <laughs> fucking stupid. Okay, I, that's why I asked you first because I had a feeling you weren't going to like it. I'm also not a fan of it. I do think this is the first year the play-in tournament has. Obviously, we saw the Heat come out and the Lakers come out and they get the furthest on. That's the first time we see that with the play-in tournament. The games, I did forget to mention this, the games do count for your regular season standing. So there is at least some motivation for these guys to perform in here. Even though the regular season in the NBA is becoming less and less needed, it feels like. Uh, but James, what are, what are your thoughts on the play-in, or the, what, that's not even called the play-in tournament, in-season tournament. Do you care? Are you going to be more interested in these games? Well, weirdly enough, I uh, I agree on trading for something basketball related. Uh, whatever you yeah. say, I completely. I'm like, yes, you are correct. And even though they're gonna the regular season games are gonna count towards your or the the tournament in season tournament. God damn, this sucks. It doesn't even matter. In season tournament games will count towards your regular season standings. There aren't that many games to really play with here. It's not like you're gonna play 20 games in this little tournament. What is it? It's going to be like four to eight games or something. Like I don't really yeah. know. And so that four to eight game swing isn't going to be all that big of a deal, considering the fact that you're not adding games to the season. And so, like, what what incentive is there for star players who are competitive to really play in it? So, what if you win, you win money? Cool. Like, is it going to be more than what LeBron makes per year? No, it isn't. So why why would you have to go do that? He'd be like, all right, cool. 
And I feel like it's going to be a like pretty much a glorified G League game for the competitive teams. And then for the non-competitive teams, they get to practice a little bit more. So that's cool. Good for them. Like more power to you. Players talk. Wemby will probably play in these a lot. Cool. Awesome. But for like the Nuggets, Jokic probably won't play, but some random dude from the G League that's on a two-way contract will. And good for him. There's just no prestige in this in-season tournament at all because this is the first year. There's no incentive to win it. Everybody wants to chip. But the real championship, the Larry O'Brien Trophy championship, not this whack-ass Walmart version of a chip that you get for eight games in December. Like, it, it, nah, nah, it, it's zero prestige. I don't care about it at all. Yeah, thinking about, James, that's a really good point because thinking about legacy in the NBA is so important to the dummies on ESPN and you know, the legacy between LeBron and Jordan. And just think if this in-season tournament had started at the beginning of LeBron's career and he had won 10 in-season tournament championships, but not a single regular Larry O'Brien trophy, but Jordan saw it as six, like all hell would break loose. Like this would be a complete shit show. Uh, Tyler thoughts. Are you on, on the same, same page as the rest of us? Are you, are you more intrigued? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think this is the most confusing, moronic, pointless thing that I've ever seen any professional team implement and ever in my life. Like this, I don't, I don't get it at all. It's stupid. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, wh- why make the regular season more than what it needs to be? Like, we have a tournament at the end of the season for a reason. Uh, you play the regular season in order to get into that tournament. Well, I don't understand why you need to put a tournament within a tournament almost it's it's like it's stupid um so i i I just i don't think it's right um and i also know what's also gonna be super fucking annoying is i guarantee you whenever this the highlights air on sports center during this in-season tournament it's going to overshadow like the october postseason baseball i guarantee it will it's you're going to lead off with guess who just won the nba postseason or in-season tournament the fucking charlotte hornets congratulations and oh by the way the the freaking braves won the world series (laughs) <laughs> okay james you said you had something else uh just one thing just came to mind right now that would actually make this in-season tournament way more watchable or more important is that the winner of the in-season tournament gets an automatic bid to host in the actual playoffs that would make this way more watchable and make it matter way more so okay now that opens up a can of worms because if you if you make that so you make them uh, uh, so you make them a part of the you make the venue a host or you make the team the, like part of the tournament team. so, so like, let's say the Charlotte Hornets or the Spurs won the championship right? so, so the Spurs like, won and they're the 8th seed no they're now they're 4th seed because they're now going to host a playoff game oh man now now, now you've now you've really caused kind of like because... trade-ins and it's just the venue and the, the team still makes money off of it but even if I don't, but the players won't care that's true. The players won't care. That's a good point. I, I don't know. We we'll maybe we'll we'll talk about this more because that <laughs> we could talk about that for about 45 more minutes. <laughs> Probably. Um, okay. And then real quick, because I think we had so much fun, oops, uh, so much fun with this game that both Trey and I have done. Um, we're gonna try it again. Oh god. That's oh no, I got it. Okay, can you guys see my screen? Oh boy. Yes. Yes, you can. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Tyler, you're going first uh, in honor of your bachelor party and your birthday and because I thought of your players first. So, yeah. But so this time I'm doing it in between what we did previously. Hopefully the boys can see the 
the teams, there's no years yet, and I will give them to them. I do have them written down right there. They're just in white ink, and I will change them to black ink if you can't get it on your own. I was pretty smart of that. I was pretty proud of that. Boy. <laughs> Tyler. So for this first round, since obviously you all can't see this, started with the Chicago Cubs, went Texas Rangers, Baltimore Orioles, back to the Rangers, back to the Orioles. And then obviously I will give you hints if you're struggling. Um, but go ahead, initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. <clears throat> I think I might know, but I'm also slightly blanking on his name. I think I know his last name. I forget his first name. But okay. like, wh- what are what are the years of this thing going on here? Okay, the years are 1986 is when he started with the Cubs, and he uh, finished in 2005. Oh, okay, <laughs> I thought that said 2003 to, two, to like 2020. I was like, wait, the fuck? Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> that worked. This, this guy is immortal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been he's been playing for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um what position did he play? Uh mostly a first baseman. I'm not positive. I'm I'm not sure if this is his I can't remember his name. Okay. Uh well, I know it. He's a he's a he's a left-handed hitter, right? Yeah. Big, big tall Latin dude. Uh yeah. Yeah, fuck. Uh <laughs> God, he's what got, the- He's known for having a mustache. Can you give me? Else. Yeah, I know. I know exactly who this is. One of his initials? Yeah, kind of his initials. Yeah, RP. Rafael Palmero. That is correct. Wow. Yes. This is Rafael Palmero. I personally not remember him with the Cubs at all, but the Rangers and Orioles. Yeah, yes. that, that's what I was thinking. So, yeah, I just, I, I kept wanting to say Luis Gonzalez was like, that's not right. That's not right. Hmm. Yes. Okay. So also, I forgot to do them in a different order. So Tyler, you have to go again. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is your your second player. Uh, oh, I have to read it out loud. Uh, started with the Atlanta Braves, went to the San Diego Padres, uh, Boston Red Sox, Chicago Cubs, Chicago White Sox, Dodgers, Phillies. Also, I did pick at least one player for all three of you that did play on your favorite team. So oh, appreciate me, please. <laughs> all righty um no one comes to mind right off the bat so can i get the years uh the years are tw- i believe 2010 to currently on the philadelphia phillies in 2023 okay um okay is it um uh craig kimbrell that is correct good job wow. oh, yes wow. i was trying to nice again job. trying to think of players that have like played for a long enough time yeah, I forgot. A- I forgot that he came from Chicago, uh, yeah. White Sox, and then went. I was thinking Crimble for a second, but I forgot he was on the White Sox before he came to Dodgers. Yes, he went. He got traded across town. Yeah, during the 2021 season. Okay, trade in. Okay. You are up next, my friend. Started with the Edmonton Oilers, went to the New Jersey Devils, the Arizona Coyotes, the Buffalo Sabers, Taylor Hall, the Boston Bruins. Traded my guy. That's Taylor Hall without giving <laughs> the years. That's that impressive. one I felt like was easy, but I also gave you real. I thought I gave you the hardest ones last time. So oh, I Taylor really Hall wanted to help. <laughs> I did not add the Chicago Blackhawks, even though he was just traded there because he is not suited up for them yet. Next one, trade in player two. Started with the Nashville Predators, went to the Minnesota Wild, Ooh. and then to the Dallas Stars. 
Ooh, ooh. Uh, I'm going to need years on this one. Okay. This one started in 05 to 2012. It was whatever. With the Predators, 2012 to 2021 with the Wild, and then 2021 to 2023 with the Dallas Stars. Mm. This is... I'm scared to say this because I could be wrong. No, it can't be him because he played for a different... Uh, old as fuck. 2005 to 2023. Yeah, yeah, he is old. Um, Do you want his initials? Sure. Okay, his initials are RS. RS. Yeah, I'm Ryan nine- Suter. That is correct. That is Ryan Suter. Yeah, but the, the, had, the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> yeah, I had zero recollection of him being a Nashville Predator. I, I I actually well that too, but I I'll really don't remember. I I mean I guess he ha- he's been in Dallas as of late, but he's, he's like a third liner. So yeah. well, again, he's like forty seven years old. <laughs> yeah. Okay, James. I asked if you wanted football or basketball. You chose football, so here is your first player. Oh, so started with the Minnesota Bikes, went to the then Oakland Raiders, New England Patriots, back to the Vikings. Back to the Patriots, Tennessee, and finish as a San Francisco 49er. Yeah, uh, at least some years, man. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so he started 1998 to 04 with the Vikes, 05 to 06 with the Raiders, 07 to 09 with the Pats. Played on three teams in 2010, the Vikings, the Patriots, and the Titans. Took a year break and came back to the 49ers. I'm assuming when I highlight those, you can see them on your end. Okay, cool. Getting a position of that. This is a wide receiver. (laughs) How long ago, man? 2012. That was 11 years ago. You definitely know who this person is. I do know who this person is. He's a Hall Hall of Famer. Does that help? Oh, uh, Randy. This this is Randy Moss. Yes. Nice. Lead on The I don't remember him as a Titan or a Niner. Not gonna I mean, lie, I don't remember as a Titan. He made that we made that push for the Super Bowl yeah. in 2012. Yes, he was on that team. Okay. And then team. James, second Ooh. player. Again. Honestly, this one's a little tough. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, started as a Cincinnati Bengal, went to the Atlanta Falcons, then to the New England Patriots, the Detroit Lions, and then again finished his career as a San Francisco 49er. Yeah, yours are super beneficial. So I'm going to go ahead and ask for yours yeah. again. That's why I didn't do it. And I'm impressed that that trade-in got his oops, uh, his first one without it. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 2012 to 2015 with the Bengals, 18 to 19 with the Falcons, 19 with the Pats, 2020 with the Lions, and then 2020 and 2021 uh, with the Niners. Uh, those are two seasons with the Niners, not like a, a you know, a, after the calendar switched, in case that helps. Uh, is he a running back? He is not. He is a wide receiver. I I personally think of him mostly as a Falcon. Hmm. I don't know if that helps you. I might have to go with initials too. This is, his initials are MS. Oh, you got it, Traden. Well, I looked it up. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh bitch. MS. Yeah. Well, I do. I was never going to get that. This one, this one is probably the hardest one I picked. The football ones are the hardest because no one plays long enough to be on enough teams. <laughs> yeah, is on so many players. Wide receiver, MS. Uh, what was it? That another question. 
what like what was his uh, was he a possession receiver? Was he a vertical receiver, route runner? Like what was his specialty? Um, God, probably a little bit more of like a slot guy because in my mind, I think of him as, as the other wide receiver in Atlanta when Julio was at like the peak of his Julio ness. <laughs> We're not the white flag on this one. Oh, this is Muhammad Sanu. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was. Oh man, that was a good one. That that one I felt like was just hard enough, but also uh, James. I had the hardest time picking yours. I thought about like Darrell Revis, but again, like they only play for like eight or nine years, and I'm like, God, oh, man, that's tough. Could have been like this guy has an island named after him. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, but James, that is all I got. Uh, shout out to Traden for getting one without the years. Uh, both Tyler and Traden got theirs eventually. James, you, you did your best, buddy. Uh, but that's all I got. Mahomeson was a really hard one, man. That's a that was a random one. Uh, Traden, though, congratulations. You really redeemed yourself from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to take another quick break. And again, you might hear an ad, you might not. But when we return, Traden's coming back with some yes, no, maybe so. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, yes, No, Maybe So was really fun and really enjoyable to listen to on the way back. So that was cool. Uh, I'm going to run it back with Trayden and his Yes, No, Maybe So. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, I'm going to... So I, may, I have 25 questions, and I got to say that it was hard to find. Like, ran, I got, They're very random. They're, some are sports, some are just like completely like, what the fuck? Some of them are stupid. <laughs> I mean, I just needed to throw them out there. Um, like last week, we'll do three rounds. Uh, we'll go one through one, uh, one through each of you. And then the last person in each round is going to go through the, the five W's, uh, who, what, where, when, and why question. Um, and you're going to get to know us better. So why don't we start right from Alex? Okay, let's do it. Uh, Number two, two, does pineapple belong on pizza? Yes. Okay. Uh, next, uh, seven. Seven. Is it better to have won a championship with a mediocre career than be a superstar that never won a championship? Maybe so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next. Uh, let's go 23. 23. Does an athlete's loyalty to a team make them a better overall player in your mind? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you're a fan of loyalty. Explain. I think it helps when my two favorite teams have had two of the the generational talents on their teams in Kobe Bryant and Clayton Kershaw. I know Kobe had a little little iffy pit there where he was kind of being thought about getting traded, but growing up and these being my favorite teams, you know, Kersh and Kobe standing on those teams for such a long and, and Kopitar, now that I think about it, and Dowdy. So like really my, you know, some of my favorite teams have had Hall of Fame, all-time great guys who have stayed with them the whole time. And maybe if I was, you know, a Browns fan or something, that would that would feel different. But uh, with my specific teams, those are guys you know that I've watched for a really long time, and uh, it helps that they've always stayed there. Yeah, I like that. Um, it also it also helps that those teams were loyal to the player. I mean that that's kind of a big thing too. Um, so maybe so you said about a mediocre mediocre career with a championship or superstar that never won. Do you have anything like leaning anyway? I mean, I my first thought when you asked me that was 
like Charles Barkley is not known for being one of the NBA greats because he's never won a championship or like Carmelo. But when you look at their resumes and what they did, they are all time greats. But they're, you know, they made the 75 anniversary team, but you don't think of them as, you know, the Kobe's, the Jordans, the Bronze, the Kareem's. And I think there's, I don't think, you know, especially with all these teams, like with all these team sports, you can be Mike Trout and never sniff the playoffs and be the best player in the league for 10 years. So I'm very back and forth on it. So I, that I went with maybe so I didn't know. All right. That's fair. Um, I mean, uh, Charles Barkley's making his, uh, making, he continued to grow the game outside, which is cool. True. Um, he's making his greatness uh, show, uh, shine elsewhere too. So I've got to give him props for that. Uh, Tyler, you take it away, but one through 25 or four, would you take $70,000 per week? A seventy thousand dollar a week job, a week, uh, where you get paid to sit in a pitch black room and do nothing for twenty hours a day. Um, I probably oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> is it like give you perspective? Days, to give you, you perspective, seven days a week. Two weeks, I'm handing you seven hundred thousand dollars. Is it seven days a week, twenty hours a day? Oh, uh, five days a week. Twenty hours a week though. Six maybe, to two. Maybe six a.m. to two a.m. Maybe, Maybe so. so. Okay. Because <laughs> you could have a uh, hell next. of a weekend every time. You <laughs> next. Um, eleven. Eleven. Okay, so let me give you some context. The Arizona Cardinals are the oldest team in the NFL, and they have the longest play, uh, longest Super Bowl drought in history. Seventy-five years this year. Will the Arizona Cardinals win a Super Bowl within the next twenty-five years? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, next. Um, 20, 20. Do you have a secret talent? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, 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 I can do some okay voices. Like, yes, don't make me so much. Yeah, you're not. Yes, no, I'm yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what? What is your talent? <laughs> voices. <laughs> They're pretty good, I have to admit. Yes, thank you. I I can do some decent voices, like cartoon characters, like like pretty much the sillier the better. I can do some weird animal noises sometimes, so I can just God. I can belt out some of those weird ones. Although my voice oh, isn't great right now, so I don't know if I can do it on air, but I can try. <laughs> Well, we uh we 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 won't we won't let you uh strain your vocal cords today. How, how's that said? Appreciate that. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, let's go three. Three. Has technology had an impact on the level of laziness in society today? Yes. Uh, okay. Twelve. Um, are winning teams from major hubs much more important than winning teams from smaller, medium-sized markets for growth reasons of respective game? Repeat the question, please. Yeah. Are winning teams from major markets more important than winning teams from small or mid-sized markets for the growth of the game? Whatever game it is. Yes. Uh, next? 22. 22. Uh, that, uh, that one was asked. That was the loyalty one. 22? That was 22. Yeah. Then 23. Are Crocs okay to wear in public? <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe <laughs> would you wear crocs in public no <laughs> no 
Um, so explain your thoughts on technology and the laziness of society. Come on, man. <laughs> don't, me, speaking personally for me, I sit on my couch and order food on a pretty much on a regular basis. And like that could be used for me to go out and like get some steps in. But instead, I sit on my couch and wait for the food to be brought to Fair me. Enough. It, that, that, and that's, that's a simple, crazy. you know, that's a simple explanation. Um, 12 was, uh, 12 had to do with uh, the winning team. So you like the larger markets in terms of growing the game. Um, you know, do, do you not think, do, do you think that, you know, mid-sized markets also can help? Or do you just think that if the Dodgers were to win, that's much better than say the, I don't know, the Guardians all the time. I mean, like the mid-sized markets also are beneficial, but because of a larger market, you have more reach. And so you have more reach and having more of a span of people watching, you can influence more people to invest more in the game or to love the game more. And that in turn will have ripples across the nation or whatever, or the sports landscape of, wow, they're good. I want to watch more of them. But if you have a mid-sized, mid, a smaller team, they don't impact as many people because they don't get out there as much. Right. That's fair. That's fair. I, th- I think I think there's definitely some credibility to that. All right, you got your you got fi- uh, five W's. Okay, who, okay. who is slash was your celebrity crush? There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your oh, ultimate? Man. Right now, yeah. Anadarmas by far. Anadarmas. Okay. Uh, what now? This doesn't have to be your favorite food, but what is the best food to describe you? A pizza. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because you can have it in so many different ways, and like, you're just and you're just uh, you can have you in so many different ways. Yeah, it depends on the day, it depends on the hour. Like, <laughs> if you need to be funny, cool. If you need to be sad, also cool. I'm there to listen. I'm there to be productive. I'm there to do whatever you need me to. <laughs> that that was the best. You could have you couldn't have answered that better. Uh, where is your favorite place to relax? An air conditioned bedroom. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, when would you want to travel? I said, I said, when? <laughs> I think burgers were cheaper back then, so. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, why do you enjoy recording the podcast? I like talking sports. I like talking to you guys. I like having an, an avenue to kind of put my thoughts out on regarding certain aspects of sports and, you know, just life. Perfect. Perfect. I like that. Very quaint. Uh, we're we're going to start right off the top with uh, Tyler, and then we'll go uh, backwards. Sweet. It's uh, so number one. So, Tyler. Number one. Is summer better than winter? Sorry, say that again? Yeah, summer better than winter. Yes. <laughs> you must be behind. Yes, okay. Uh, next. Uh, ten. Uh, ten was asked. Fuck. Uh, 12. No, 13. I'm sorry. 10 was not asked. I'm sorry. Um, do you think... Okay, this is... Uh, well, it wasn't, but I'm going to make it 11. Do you think the Hall of Fames in each sport are getting oversaturated by too many good versus great individuals? No. No? Wow. Okay. Uh, next. Um, let's go 24. 24. Have you had a prank go horribly wrong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh, so this was at summer camp one time, and I tried to do that prank where 
you put like um, whipped cream on someone's hand while they're sleeping and you put a little feather or whatever. Awesome. And uh, the dude's, the guy's hand wasn't like exposed. Uh, so I just tried to like put it on his face and he woke up and almost punched me in the face and I got in trouble. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. It, it, did, it did not go well. <clears throat> Way to go. Uh, yeah. Almost got kicked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you, you're okay with the, with the Hall of Fames? You don't think they're getting a little overset? Is it is it not becoming the Hall of Good? I think that's that's a tough one. I think there's just the more you add, to, there's just more history. So I don't know. I, I I feel like the people that are getting voted in, at least I mean I don't know as much as other sports. I would say with baseball, I know the best. I think the people that are getting voted in deserve to be there. Um, obviously if you look at it as a whole, you could like, because there's been so much history, you could even add like a hall of fame to the hall of fame because there's been so much, but I think it's just the amount of history we've had. It makes it feel saturated, but what can you do? It's just, it's just more players, but I think everyone deserves to be elected that gets elected based on the era that they played. I like that. I like that. Um, so we're going to go to James, Alex, you're going to go last so you can do the, the questions. Okay. So James. Eight. Eight. Is is there a weird conspiracy theory that you 100% believe in? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Next. Uh, 25. Do you see yourself moving to a different town, state, or country in the future? Yes. Okay. And then Next. go with five. Five. Is ketchup more important than mustard on a hot dog? Yes. <laughs> okay <laughs> so see that i would disagree i don't even know you yeah i don't like ketchup on hot dog. but where do you see yourself potentially going like in you know initially in your thoughts and dreams I, it just it depends on what job opportunities are given to me um mm. i'm not necessarily like saying no to every like specific places but if there's an opportunity that's available to me and it works out for me and my future and how everything works out that way, then yeah, I'll give it a, an opportunity to see if it works or not. But I'm not set on one specific place where I have to be. Got it. I like that. <clears throat> and it sounds like you may not be 100% believing in a weird conspiracy, but it may be so you're 50%. So what is what is the weird conspiracy? Well, I mean, like there's a ton of, I just there's not one that really comes to mind right off the bat, but there's probably seed oils. There we go. Let's go with seed oils. The conspiracy theory that they're they're putting it in all the food and it's making your health worse and seed oils are everywhere, like canola oil, like mm -hmm. random stuff like that. And there are studies that show that it is getting worse for you. Like people are having negative adverse health effects from it. And there are other studies that are backing it up based off uh, big pharma and all that. And so it's kind of a teeter-totter kind of thing of like, which one is correct, which one is not? And it, I guess it's up to the person to determine whether they want to take seed oils out of their lives and see how they feel. And if they don't, then what power to you get all the foods available to you. But if you do, it's going to be a little bit harder. Maybe you might see some positive health benefits from it. Respect. I like that. All right. Alex, 1 through 25. Um, okay, let's go with number nine. I don't believe that's been asked yet. No, it has not. Will Alexander Ovechkin beat Wayne Gretzky's goal-scoring record? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, next. 15. 15. Uh, thank you for asking this. I was hoping this would get picked. Um, you're reading a book and you discover it's about your life. You get to the point where you are right now, today. Do you turn the page? No. No? Okay. That was pretty like hard no. Okay, next. Uh, 21. 
Um, are curses in sports real? Yes. Which curse is real? I've, I've they've Besides the Mets. They've <laughs> broken now, but I firmly believe the Red Sox and the Cubs were cursed. Okay. It was just too long. They had too many chances. I also just, I don't know. I also just think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. So you would not turn the page on your life's book? Well, no. I don't think I would want to know. Like, I, I think I would, I'm, I like to believe that I'm like a kind of a go with the flow person. So I don't want to know everything that's potentially, you know, fate or some other higher power or whatever has already decided this is how it goes. Also, what if you turn the page and then I just like have died tomorrow? Like, I don't want to know that. Like, I'd rather yeah. <laughs> just be a, that just be a, uh, you know, it happens. No, I like that. Um, that that's fair. And you, you, you're very confident Dallas Lionel is going to be scoring record. He's getting, he's like, I think it's like just shy of a hundred. No, I don't know how I have to check, but I, I'm feeling less confident because the capital is going to be shit for the next like three years, but I just really want it to happen because mm. I think it is like a really great storyline for the NHL. And yeah, he beats the record and still has a thousand less points or whatever. It yeah. Is. So, yeah. He still has, I think it's, I think it's a cool thing, but you can still, you can look at that and still say Wayne Gretzky was a much, much better player. For sure. Um, I think that the the Capitals are going to spend the next three, four years just feeding Ovi. Like, they're going to be bad. They're like, it's okay. Let's just feed Ovi. (laughs) That's all they're going to do. All right, Alex. um, Who or who is or was your celebrity crush? Uh, So when I was growing up, it was Jessica Alba. She was my girl. Uh, Now it's probably uh, probably like Jennifer Lawrence or somebody. I don't know. I think she'd just be really fun to eat and get really drunk with. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, what is the best food to describe you? Okay, I thought about this after you asked James, and I, I'm just going to say eggs because I feel very versatile, and I, in my mind, like to be versatile, but I don't know if that's actually true. Oh, you're the... you're, Yeah, I like that. Uh, jack of all trades, and that's what yeah, egg is. That's right. eggs are. Um, what is your favorite... Where is your favorite place to relax? Um... Probably just at home, like hanging out with Ashley and Gus, uh, ideally with a cold beer in my hand. Oh, that's that's a nice place to relax. When would you want to travel if time travel was possible? Yeah. Um, God, I don't know. Can I go in the future? No, because sure. I don't want to know. That, that, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it kind of contradicts that. that. Everything that I just said. No, I changed my mind. Not that. Um, God, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go to 1952 with James and eat burgers with him. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And why do you enjoy reporting the podcast? Kind of the same, same thing. I just like talking sports. I like hanging out with you guys. It's also just, you know, we usually record on like a Monday or Tuesday. So it's good. Like start to the week. Uh, and I just have a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. It, it's fun. It is fun. Um, I do enjoy it too. All right. We're going to start, uh, Tyler, you're going to go last on this one. Last round, James, why don't you start us? Go. 16. 16. Will the NHL be the first of the four majors to fire and hire a new commissioner, considering all the commissioners are kind of in weird positions, except maybe Adam Silver? No. No? Okay. Next. Uh, 17. 17. Would you give up one of your five senses to gain magical abilities? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Okay. Next. Then 18. 18. If it existed, would you visit Jurassic Park? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So you're not scared of getting eaten by a T-Rex. If it's time, it's time, man. <laughs> it's time. Okay. What a way to go. Um. So you. <laughs> so when you said maybe, is there like a sense that you would maybe give up, or does it depend it, on? It depends on what the magical of... ability is going to be, right? If some okay. stupid magical ability like that, you can smell things. I, I don't know something stupid. I wouldn't trade anything for it. But if it's like a really cool magical ability, you like, can fly. Uh, what benefit does that actually give me that I can fly? You can get anywhere fast. You live in the greater Los Angeles area. That means zero traffic. <laughs> but do I fly at the speed of a plane or do I fly at the speed of a bird? Just the speed of you running. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the speed of you bad. running. Like the speed of you running. So I'm going at eight miles per hour. Yeah, but, <laughs> but it's all as a pearl flies. So you get to cut off some much neat, much important. Uh, if it's flying, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not even <laughs> flying. It's dumb. Uh, <laughs> so who do you? Which of the four majors are going to fire or hire a new commissioner first? Probably baseball. Yeah, I uh, I don't hear very many positive things coming out of Alex and Tyler's mouth about their commissioner. So Manfred, right? Yeah, Manfred, be aware. James says your your job is up for grabs. Um, let's see, uh, uh, Alex. Okay, I think six has not been asked, but I'm honestly losing track here. Uh, no, that's the ketchup mustard one. Oh, then uh, well, I'm gonna answer it anyway and mustard. Okay, what um, I'm gonna ask you this one. I'm gonna ask you okay. number five. Um, in a hundred attempts, in this case, pitches, could you hit off of an MLB ace pitcher? Example, Shohei Otani. What do I do? I like make contact or get a hit? You get a hit. Oh no, no way. I think I could maybe, maybe foul one, but getting a legitimate hit, no. Okay. So what if he? What if? What if he bunts it though, and then beats the throw at first? Doesn't count. That's a hit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the the rule as no. I have to do a full swing. Okay, I'm gonna say no. All right, no. Um, next. Uh, fuck. Uh, nineteen was that asked? Uh, no. Do you think the presence of a hard caps, a hard salary cap in the NFL and the NHL promotes a better overall product across the league versus the soft cap NBA and MLB? Yes. Okay. Um, and I guess I think that might be it. Um, so why do you think that the hard cap is better than the soft cap? I I generally think we see maybe a in the well in the NHL and I think the NFL there are it's more generally more competitive. If you exclude Tom Brady generally the NFL feels like the turnover of teams that are making the playoffs is pretty good unless you're the Browns. So, you know, that's an outlier, but with baseball and basketball, we just saw recently the Mariners and the Kings break very long records. And especially I think with baseball, because the big teams Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox can can kind of pay for players, and the A's are not doing that. I, you know, when baseball, I want there to be a, a floor and a ceiling, like I because this this season's ridiculous. Um, so I I generally do think it's better, and it makes the league more competitive, which 
again, I'm a fan of Los Angeles teams. They generally have a lot of money, but trying to be as unbiased as possible, I do think it's better. Okay. I like that. All right, Tyler, there's only two questions that haven't been answered, and then I'm going to throw you a third one. So I'm just going to go down the list. Okay, cool. 13. Yeah, I'm glad you got this one. Does Andre Kopitar deserve his own statue in front of Crypto.com Arena? Fuck yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. If you were in a horror film, would you survive to be in the sequel? No. <laughs> okay. I'd be the uh, first one out. Um, I you probably <laughs> would. First one out. This, this dude will have like a cough and just be like, I'm going to die. Yep. Um, all right. I'm going to ask you. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you this one. Do you see yourself moving to a different town, state, or country in the future? Uh, maybe. And, and you say maybe because of work or i yeah i i mean i i i'm a sure mine's like never see never like i'm always open new opportunities wherever they may present themselves but i'm also really happy in southern california and my fiance is really happy in southern california so i feel like it's unlikely but like i don't want to like never see never kind of hate uh, fair enough okay this one for me statues in front of buildings are better than the hall of fame like you like you don't just put a statue for anybody um, Andre Kopitar is not the best center to ever play for the for the uh, um, for the Los Angeles Kings. There is already a statue for him. Um, so, w- what is it? Just because it's on oh, Kopitar, or you, do you have a case? He's my boy, and he's probably gonna lead. He's got it. By the time he's done, I'm sure he's gonna be like the all time Kings score and points and whatever i mean i know gretzky was on there so i I don't know off the top of my head where he stands but he's gonna be up there and i mean what so gretzky has a statue brownie has a statue luke robotai has a statue and if we're talking about the greatest kings of all time like you gotta put kopi up there you just got to i mean all of his always contributing how consistent he's been for as long he's done it i think he deserves i think that i think that's fair and you'll be the first one to perish in a horror film it sounds like because you're an idiot yep <laughs> who is or was your celebrity crow natalie portman natalie portman is that before or is that now still forever always always will be forever and always <laughs> <laughs> ever since My you girl. saw the phantom menace huh? yep 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 <laughs> what what is the best food to describe you um <clears throat> probably subway Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh my God. Why? Because it's funny and I like to be funny, I guess. (laughs) Where's your favorite place to relax? Man, this is not really specific, but I guess anywhere that's like outside in the shade with a view of the water. Oh, okay. So on the beach with like an easy upper. Yeah. It could be a a beach, a lake, a river. Water flowing. I'm in the shade. I got a beer. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm chilling. Perfect. When would you want to travel to if time travel was possible? Wow. Dude, I would want to do something wild like freaking year two and just see what the fuck was going on back then. <laughs> You're going way back. Yeah. Here. Just like, wait. I, mean, I would say probably even before that, like, you're like negative 10,000. Like, let's just, <laughs> let's just, what's going on back then? You know, 10,000 BC. Yeah. Okay. There's and a, I think there's a, a horror film, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming, time machine, go back I'm, assuming, yeah, I'm assuming time travel allows me a little bit of protection there. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> um, and why do you enjoy recording the podcast? 
yeah, similar reasons. I mean, I just, I just love talking with you guys once a week, talking sports. Uh, it's fun. You know, it, it, it gives me a little bit of a creative outlet, which is something I've always appreciated. So I get to create something and, and put it out there. I think that that whole process is, is very fun. I love that. I enjoy recording the podcast with you guys. I enjoy playing this game with you guys. Um, I hope you guys, uh, hope the fans enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. That's all we have for this week. Uh, not necessarily yet because, Traden, what are your five W's? I want the answers to those real fast. Uh, who is my celebrity crush? Um, if you uh, wow. David, I'm going to drive down there and punch no. you. <laughs> no, it's definitely Ryan Reynolds. Um, <laughs> The the best food to describe me, um, I Alex kind of took it because I I am good at a lot of things, but not great at one thing. And eggs are not really great at one thing. They're just they're just good across the board, so it makes them great in their own right. So that's me. Um, I'm not great, but I'm good at a lot. Um, my favorite place to relax. Um, I'm going to have to say. Well, you know, I, I, I enjoy relaxing, um, at like an AMC theater with my wife. We, that's the thing we like to do. That's our thing. Um, and that's, that's our way of relaxing. So I'm gonna have to say that is my favorite, even if it's a movie that's horrible, at least we're together and we're eating our Chipotle burritos before the movie starts. That's the best part. Um, when would you want to travel if time travel is possible? Because I am a, I am a, um, uh, delirious Oilers fan that is never, never going to see my team win. I'm going back to the eighties, 80, uh, I believe 83, 85 or 83, 84. Um, and then the, uh, the other two, which I think were 86, 87, uh, no, it might be 87, 88. doesn't matter. Um, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, were their di- that was their dynasty time. I, that's what I want to see. I want to see what my team looks like. That's actually good. You guys saw, I've at least seen your team succeed. I have not. So that, was what I would want to see. And I enjoy recording the podcast because I was not very well versed in, well, three of the sports that we talk about. Um, and I would say that on a test now, I probably would get a D in most of the other sports versus the F. Um, maybe in football, I can get to, I can get through with a C, you know, the pass fail I'm, I'm passing, um, but I'm getting better with MLB. I'm getting better with, um, with NBA. Um, I'm enjoying it. I'm actually interested more in like watching games, even just, just kind of sitting down and watching games. And I enjoy that. And it's all because you guys, it's all because of the fans. Um, and, um, and you know, when we talk about it, it makes me more knowledgeable, gives me something to actually look for, um, because you guys have so much knowledge. So, um, that's why I like recording the podcast. Also, someone needed to do hockey and I guess here I am. <laughs> here he is folks. And he's also now a basketball fan. You heard it here first. Uh, thank you guys for listening. That wraps up episode 156. We hope you guys enjoyed. We're going to have a good week. So we hope you do too. Bye-bye.